Welcome to This is Type 1, real-life type 1 diabetes with your hosts, Colleen and Jesse. I'm Colleen Mitchell, and I've had type 1 diabetes for 23 years. By day, I'm a process analyst in the power industry, and by night, I'm an author, blogger, and virtual assistant. I'm passionate about type 1 diabetes education and showing others that this disease doesn't define me. I'm Jesse Tuggy, and I've had type 1 for 7 years. I love hiking and painting, and I'm looking forward to working as an engineer after college. My diagnosis has inspired me to take control of my future and learn everything I can about it. Each week on the show, we'll talk about real life with type 1 diabetes, bring on cool people with connections to type 1, and above all, encourage you to understand that this disease doesn't have to hold you back. This isn't medical advice. This is life with type 1. Welcome to episode 34 of This is Type 1, real life type 1 diabetes with your hosts, Colleen and Jesse. Today, we're discussing why you should have a diabetes mentor or coach. Reminder for our audience, if you have any questions about type 1 diabetes, please leave us a comment or send an email to colleen at inspiredforward.com. We'll answer listener questions in future episodes. And make sure you listen through to the end of the episode for some surprise news. I am up for the win of the week, and my win this week has to do with me getting coaching. In self-coaching scholars, we get a 20-minute private coaching session every week. And this week, I brought my worry about the coronavirus pandemic, and I got help with my thinking about it. Because worry and stress affects diabetes control, it's important that I keep myself stable and, well, not freaking out, despite an elevated level of emotion around the whole thing. I also unfollowed a lot of people on Facebook who are absolutely freaking out, and if I pay attention to that, my health suffers too, both physically and mentally. Next week's episode will be all about our experience with the COVID-19 pandemic and how it's affecting our lives, and we'll probably do an update episode later on that too. Jesse, what's your fail this week? Well, this kind of has to relate with our next week's episode, but with being cooped up in the house all of this last week, I realized that I hadn't been checking my blood sugars as much as I should be or as much as necessary, which is pretty bad because if something goes wrong where I'm not in a routine or a normal schedule, that it could affect my grades and it could affect my blood sugars pretty badly. If my blood sugar is too high for too long, it could affect my ability to perform well in school meaning I could get a headache, I could get nauseous, I might fall behind in my grades, and I don't want to do that considering the fact that all of my schoolwork is on me right now. All right, Colleen, what's your hack? The hack this week is, well, most people have cell phones, and as far as I know, all smartphones have places to put emergency contact information, otherwise known as ICE information, in case of emergency. This hack is to put all your medical information into your ICE center. And you can find out if you have that information there already by locking your phone. And instead of unlocking it, hit the little emergency option at the bottom or wherever it is on your screen. Usually this opens the dial pad, but it also shows an emergency information option. If you open that on my phone, it shows my name, my blood type, allergies, medications, my address, any medical notes, if I'm an organ donor, and it also shows my emergency contact list. On my phone, it also shows the edit option. And when I click on that, it makes me unlock the phone before taking me right to the place where I can edit any of that information. Making sure that you've got your diabetes information listed in the emergency contact area will really help if you're unable to respond to someone and they need to get you some help right away. All right, let's get into the episode. First off, what is mentoring or coaching? When we go from childhood to adulthood, we have teachers. We learn things in school. We learn things from books, from podcasts, documentaries our friends, our family, and as we enter adulthood, we learn things from our workplaces, our employers, coworkers, and our leaders. 
These are all teachers, sometimes mentors, and sometimes even our coaches, like sports team coaches in high school and college. I think most diabetics don't realize that they have teachers, mentors, and coaches too, or they should, at the very least right after diagnosis and during the first few years of grappling with type 1 diabetes. Our doctors, nurses, nutritionists, dietitians, certified diabetes educators, pump and CGM representatives, even our friends, our care team, all fall into the realm of mentoring, teaching, and coaching. But you can also have a specific coach for diabetes on your care team too. And just a brief side note, my husband Tim brought up an interesting point. For all the talk about a care team, it's important to also note that your care team is not there to make a decision for you. I'm an incredibly independent diabetic, but that doesn't mean I don't have a care team for support. I absolutely do. And Tim is my frontline supporter. I make all of my decisions based on my own experience and on the input from my care team, but I never act on a piece of advice if I don't think that it's a valid one or if it goes against my values. Moving on. I kind of think I'm a diabetes mentor to Jesse and to all the kids I lead at camp. I'd like to think that both Jesse and I are your diabetes mentors and coaches too, helping you understand more about the disease you'll have for the rest of your life and help you work through things like burnout, stress, confusion, and building your own circle of people who get you and get what you're going through. I think every diabetic should have a mentor or a coach or a group of mentors or multiple coaches. Mentors are people who've been where you are and can provide advice and insight and answer questions about the nitty gritty things that stump you as a less experienced diabetic. They can tell you what's worked for them, what to try that might work for you, and make recommendations based on their own experiences. Coaches, on the other hand, are people who point out where you might be standing in your own way, show you how to work through situations they've maybe never experienced before, but have other experience that translates to your situation. My burnout might not look like your burnout, but I can offer perspective and point out where you might be spinning in your thoughts about it. Coaches challenge you to break past your limiting beliefs about yourself and mentors show you what kind of future you could have. So now I want to talk about what mentorship and coaching has done for me. I have a lot of mentors. Some of them I've never met in person. I found that authors and podcast hosts are amazing mentors to me, even if I've never met them. I found mentors in real life too. My manager at my job is an extremely important mentor for me, and I consider him both my friend and my family. I have a mentor in my Toastmasters group. Her role is to help me improve my speaking and communication skills instead of figuring it out on my own. She provides guidance and support in my club. I also think of my pastor as a mentor. He's a source of wisdom and spiritual guidance, and sometimes that touches on my relationship with diabetes. Just listen to episode 32 with Pastor Seth Bodie. Mentors can double as your support network. Both my manager and my pastor have been invaluable pillars of support through the grief of losing both my dad and my grandma within two months of each other. One of my biggest mentors right now is Brooke Castillo, the host of the Life Coach School podcast and the creator of Self-Coaching Scholars. I binged her podcast over a year and a half and learned so much, but I learned by doing and I needed to start doing instead of just keeping listening to the podcast. I joined Self-Coaching Scholars in January and it's been amazing for my self-awareness and for my perspective about my diabetes care. My one-on-one coaches right now are through Self-Coaching Scholars. My diabetes mentor is my endocrinologist, but I also consider my other type 1 diabetic friends as mentors as well. They can teach me about what works for them, and some of that might work for me. I learn so much from all the people we interview on this podcast. I learned just as much from Rob Howe in episode 24 as I did from Molly Johannes in episode 28, or Alex Vickers in episode 12, and Seth Bodie in episode 32. Authors of books on diabetes can also be mentors. Dr. Richard Bernstein, a doctor on the East Coast, 
wrote a book called The Diabetes Solution, which we'll link to in the show notes, that provided a lot of perspective and new information on how to manage type 1 diabetes with the help of diet and lifestyle, not just insulin dosages. He's a mentor and a coach for many diabetics, especially type 2 diabetics, even though he's a type 1 and practices medicine with both. For me, having strong mentors and having coaches who can hold space with me instead of immediately agreeing with me has a lot of value. It challenges the way I think and makes me reconsider if I actually want to do some things. And the more I do it, the more I open up to my coaches, the more I coach myself, the easier it is to see my own thoughts when I do things like rage bolus or eat too many Smarties in the middle of the night. Well, I figured out the whole low carb thing mostly on my own. I did a lot of research online, Googling it, reading stories on Reddit from other type 1 diabetics who'd had success with it. It would have gone a lot faster if I'd had someone right from the start asking me why I thought that eating high carb was helping me at all, considering what my high blood sugars looked like. You can listen to our our take on low carb in episode 9. If I'd had a trusted mentor or coach teaching me to think for myself instead of blindly trusting the things I learned about diabetes as a child, then my life could be pretty different right now. I'm not complaining, but that's the power of having a mentor or a coach. You'll see the things you were blind to before. And that's kind of the summary of what coaching has done for me. What about you, Jesse? Well, for me, being a mentor has helped me grow and mature. Over time, you start to realize that there are others out there like you, people with diabetes or even have the same personality traits as you. Other people and young diabetics that could be going through so much worse, either with their diabetes in general, or at school, or at home. I was lucky enough to have support from people like Colleen and Tim to help me understand what a diabetic life was like. And I also have to thank my parents too, because they taught me how to have fun and experience the real world a little bit differently. I don't think that I could have gotten through all of the stuff that I did without them. But I also knew that there were kids out there who didn't have a Colleen or a Tim or a mom and dad like I do. I am still young, so my story is still unfolding, but I can safely say that being there for someone means the world when you get to see them grow into amazing people. And since I am still starting out, I don't really have that many coaches or mentors that have impacted my life as greatly or as much as I would have hoped, but I'm still getting there. And having seen you grow up since age nine, you're doing really good. Thanks. I really try. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're on top of things for, for being where you are right now. Thank you. That means a lot to me, actually. Okay. What does coaching and mentoring do for diabetics in particular, Colleen? Well, first up is stress and burnout. I think coaches and mentors are super important, especially when it comes to diabetes burnout. Episode 26 was all about diabetes burnout, and every time we have a guest, we ask them how they handle burnout and what it means to them. Burnout looks different for everyone. It can go to the extreme of stopping all self-care with diabetes, stopping taking insulin or checking blood sugar, or caring about anything to do with diabetes. And it can be as mild as annoyance about having to check my blood sugar, yet again. Because it's a range, there's no one-size-fits-all approach to managing burnout, but a coach doesn't need a one-size-fits-all approach. They just need to meet you where you are. Coaches and mentors can provide insight into managing stress as a diabetic, both from the perspective of having experienced it themselves and with an intellectual understanding that the only reason we get burned out or stressed out is because of how we think about things. This is really what I want to help diabetics with, though you don't actually need to be a diabetic to understand and apply the tips I have or answer the questions I'd ask. I could talk for days about stress management. 
especially through the lens of self-coaching and the self-coaching model, but we don't really have time for that right now. Next up is your A1C and time and range, both metrics from episode 14 on long-term control. Coaches and mentors can help you bring down your A1C and improve your time and range metrics. While not doctors and definitely not any kind of medical professionals, they can point out the things you're doing to sabotage yourself, even if you don't realize it. My favorite part of having a coach is them pointing out what I don't see that's right in front of me, and every time it blows my mind. And what about your weight? It's more common for type 1 diabetics to be overweight, especially if they're using too much insulin, and you can listen to last week's episode for more on that. It's difficult to lose weight if you don't know what you're doing. Brooke Castillo started as a weight coach, and she did a lot of research into weight loss and the role of insulin in weight gain. Her son has insulin resistance, which prompted her to research to find out the best way to help him lose the weight he gained from that resistance. I was so happy when I found out that Brooke's primary suggestion for people looking to lose weight is cutting out sugar and flour. While that doesn't touch a lot of the non-wheat grains and rices, it does cut out a lot of the main inflammatory triggers. I wrote a couple of guest posts for Weight Loss Confessions, which we'll link to in the show notes. The first one was about how I lost 50 pounds as a type 1 diabetic, and the other is all about how the key to losing weight is managing your mind, and coaches are the perfect people to help you manage your mind. As diabetics, we all want to avoid complications, but the distance of time to those potential complications affects how we approach things in the present. Making healthy decisions now affect our overall health down the road, but sometimes there's no immediate benefit. You can read more about delayed gratification on the blog. There's a link to that post in the show notes as well. Sometimes all you need is someone to point out what you're doing to yourself that could affect you long-term. Again, we talked about long-term control in episode 14 and how to avoid complications. We know it's a lot of work to manage diabetes. We do it every day, and we'll be doing it every day for the rest of our lives, the perpetually coming cure notwithstanding. Mentors and coaches for diabetics will be the people who call you out and tell you the hard truths that other people are afraid to say. If I think you're killing yourself with your care habits, I'll say so. I met a Lyft driver in Orlando who told me she had type 2 diabetes, and whenever her meter read high or out of range, the resulting test at the doctor's office showed a blood sugar over 800. I told her straight up it would kill her if she didn't do something about it. Sometimes shocking things need a shocking response. Maybe all you need is someone to talk to. I know that simply having a person I can talk to on the computer screen helps a lot, just because when I have to articulate my thoughts for another person and explain why I'm thinking a certain way, I understand more about myself and my thoughts than if I just write them down and look at those thoughts myself. I need an outside perspective. Having someone to vent to about your diabetes is slightly different, though a mentor or a coach can help you work through those frustrations if you want them to. For me, mentoring just means being there for somebody and giving them outside perspectives that they might not have thought about for themselves. It's also being there through the end and not just the bits and pieces of like the hard times that they're going through, but following through and actually making sure that they will be okay in the long run. So who can be your mentor or coach? And how do you find such a person, you know, besides using the almighty Google? Anyone who's ahead of you on your journey with diabetes can be a mentor people who have had it longer than you, people who have experienced the things you're experiencing right now, people who work or study in areas that you're curious about or want to learn more about how to take care of yourself. Those people can mentor you. Authors, podcasters, influencers, even celebrities, they can be your mentors too. You don't need to meet someone in real life for them to share a lesson with you or to teach you something. Like I said, many of my mentors are people I've never met in real life or even virtually. Finding a coach doesn't have to be hard either. You could, like me, 
join the Self-Coaching Scholars Program and apply the material you learn to your diabetes life. It's a significant investment, but one that I find 100% worth it. It's not for everyone, though I do think the material could help everyone. You could also search online for specific coaches to what you want help with. I've come across a coach who works with the parents of type 1 diabetics, and we'll link to her website in the show notes. Okay, remember that tease at the beginning for some surprise news? I'm actually pivoting with my side hustle to offer accountability coaching. I'm passionate about helping others and have the skills to do that. In the diabetes world, it's also known as a diabetes coach. Like I said earlier, coaches and mentors should be part of your care team, and there are a lot of diabetics, but not a lot of support. I'm focused on helping type 1 diabetics and others with chronic illnesses who are feeling burned out, stressed, and like they can never make any progress on the goals they set for themselves, whether at work or at home. If you're someone who knows that you do better with finishing things when someone's holding you accountable and regularly checking in with you, please sign up at inspiredforward.com coaching. Once again, that's inspiredforward.com coaching. All right, let's move into our spotlight for this week. And coincidentally, the spotlight is on the Life Coach School Coach Certification Program. Since life coaching is not actually a regulated industry, the Life Coach School ensures that all of their coaches can actually do the work they teach instead of paying a few bucks for a seal to put on their websites. Some people call themselves coaches, but have nothing useful to offer people. I've been coached since January by the Life Coach School coaches and by themselves, they're worth every single penny I put into it. Coach certification is not cheap through the Life Coach School. It's $18,000 for a six-month program, and they won't accept you into the program unless you're committed to making that investment back before the certification program is over. It's a huge investment and one that I would love to make when the time is right. A question I get a lot in the entrepreneurial space has to do with my full-time job. My answer every time is that I don't ever want to leave my full-time job, and I don't think that will ever change. Having a side hustle doesn't mean I hate my job or I want to leave it. Exactly the opposite. Offering coaching during my non-work hours for accountability and turning your diabetes life around is a way for me to give back to the amazing type 1 diabetics and others out there because I've been where you are. I get to do what I love during the day and in the evenings and on the weekends. It's a win-win-win for me, my job, and my clients. I was a big sister on quotes for the pageant stuff. I had a little sister and... I remember getting a text from her mom once, like the next day after everything was over. And she's like, you really meant a lot to my daughter. And to be honest, I didn't really know what to say. I was like, thank you. I was just, I was just trying to do my job. I was just being myself. I didn't really think of it as like such a big deal, but apparently I made like a really big impact on this little kid's life. And I'm just like, I I really didn't do anything that that was that amazing. I, I held her hand. I made sure she was comfortable and okay. And you know, and if she needed anything, she knew she could come talk to me. That was just it. <laughs> that is exactly my response to you using me as your example in your pageant oh, discussion okay. thing. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know anything else to say besides thank you, because that's, that's exactly it. We're just being ourselves. But yeah, by being ourselves, we're helping people. Which is weird, because I never think of myself like doing anything extra for anyone. I'm just, I'm just being here. Like, this is my personality. Like, I, I just, apparently, I, I'm, a, I'm a non-for-profit, and I'll do my best for anyone, <laughs> because that's true, and I really don't know how to add to this episode, to be honest, because I'm like, you say it so eloquently, and I, I'm like, I don't see myself as a mentor to anyone, so. And yet you are, especially apparently, to the kids at camp. Apparently, I mean, I hope they love me, to be honest. I mean, honest. I, will, I will flip through the pictures I have from last year at camp, and they're, they just, they loved interacting with you. 
They were playing with your hair. They were putting in the hair extensions. You're carrying oh them around. It's so cute. Oh, I do remember them playing with my hair and like pulling on two sides of it at once. I got that a video was, of you that that for that one. That was funny. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't know, I guess we go to this diabetic camp called Panther Camp, and I'm a CIT there. So this past year, we got a really bad thunderstorm, like drenching, pouring down rain, like the ones you see on TV where everything's just sopping wet after like two or three minutes of rain. And what happened was everybody got sopping wet, except for the little kids, because we got them inside really quickly. And we... It, I was drenched was the problem. And they all got really, really bored really, really quickly. So I said, let's play care dresser or salon. Let's play salon. And I got two groups of little girls about four to six years old pulling on two sides of my hair, deciding whether to braid it or yank on it some more. You know, and I was fine because they were content and no one was crying. And if they were... I really didn't realize because I was kind of in pain, but you know, it, it was, it was really fun and I did my best to help those kids out. So I mean, it, it was really worth it. Yep. You were a mentor to those kids too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think as you go through life and you read books and you meet people and you hear people, you'll find natural mentors that it doesn't seem like they're mentors, but they really are. I hope so. And I think that's true. Definitely a lot of my teachers are at the moment. And now that I'm thinking about it, my running coach, Coach Holly, he is like the biggest inspiration in my life. So big, big thank yous to him. And, you know, I wouldn't be running if it wasn't for him, to be honest. And I wouldn't be doing like 8Ks and 5Ks and, you know, trying to get on teams and stay motivated if it wasn't for like his structured organization and like his motivation to keep going and to keep running. So, yeah. Yeah. It's the same with me and my manager. He will push me to set stretch goals because I like setting smart goals and I know that I can hit smart goals, but he wants me to set things that maybe I have to reach to get and they might not necessarily be smart goals. So it's, yeah. it's another thing like that. You find good people who will push you. Yeah. It'll happen. I know it will. And I, I don't think I'll realize it until later in life. So. And then you get used to recognizing it, and then you can see it when it's happening. That'll be cool. That, that'll be interesting to see. What's our question for the week this week? Our lovely question for you, our lovely audience, is who are your diabetes mentors and coaches? If you could get help within any area of your life, including diabetes, what would you want help with? Let us know in the comments or by sending us an email. All right. That is it for this episode of This is Type 1. You can find the show notes at inspiredforward.com slash episode 34. That's the number 34. And if you have an idea for an upcoming episode, please leave us a comment or send an email. You can get straight to our podcast page by going to thisistype1.com. Our music is by Joseph McDade, and our audio wizard is my husband, Tim. I'm on all social media as at inspiredforward, and our email is colleen at inspiredforward.com. And I'm on Instagram as at jj underscore crystal k-a-t. Please feel free to send me questions or comments about type 1 diabetes or about our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends, family, subscribe wherever you listen, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts since that really helps other people find us. We really can't emphasize enough how much your continued listening means to us. 
And be sure to listen in next week when we talk about how our lives have been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic and what it means for our diabetes care. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there.